Thank you, Ree. Well, when we start a new year, we look ahead and we have great anticipation. Maybe sometimes we feel um, a little bit overwhelmed about what could be in the year ahead. But I want to say that no matter how you feel today, you might feel excited and elated and ready for what's ahead, or maybe you're feeling a bit overwhelmed. If at any time you feel small in the sense of it's all too much or, wow, it's so great, then we, the way our answer to that is to pray big. When we feel small, we pray big. I mean, how many of you would say, I really believe in the power of prayer, but probably don't pray as much as I should? And if we, would say, if we do say that, and I certainly say that at times, then I wonder, why is it that we know that we have a good God, a great God, in fact, and yet we don't always pray to him as we should? Or maybe we don't pray to him at all sometimes because we're just too busy, too distracted. Maybe we lack confidence or maybe we feel we're sort of um, not in a great place with God at the moment. So um, I'd better not pray because he probably won't listen knowing what I'm like or where I'm at at the moment. Well, throughout January, for, as we engage, for those who want to, in 30 days of prayer and in our gatherings each Sunday over the next four weeks, I want us to allow God to teach us and actually to move us to pray with power and with faith. And I want to start today with what I believe are two big prayer mistakes. I'm going to, I know you shouldn't always use to start with the negative, but I want to start with this. What I believe are the two big prayer mistakes that we make, and then I'm going to look at how we address this so we don't make them, so we pray with confidence moving forward. The first one is, the first mistake we often make is that our prayers are often too small. And the other is that our prayers are often too general. They're the two mistakes that we make. We pray small prayers and just general prayers. And when we pray, for instance, you know, God bless me today, that's a, a fair enough prayer. But, you know, it's very hard then to know how specifically God answers that prayer. When we just say, God bless me today, then, you know, he is doing that. But how do we know how he is specifically doing that? Or if we pray, God be with me today then God's probably thinking, well, yeah, I've already promised you that I'm going to be with you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. So why are you asking me for something I've already given you? He probably is thinking, why don't you ask me for something that will reveal my glory when I answer it? Why is it you're not accessing my power that's available to you? I've promised you this power. I've said to you, with me, God, this is God speaking, with me, all things are possible. God says, I could do so much more if you would have the faith to ask me. So during our 30 days of prayer, I'm encouraging you to pray big and specific prayers because general prayers cannot move God to specific action. Well, not ones that we're going to recognise. And I, I realised this was really clear to me uh, a couple of weeks ago before Christmas. Um, we had bought Luke a, a present for Christmas online and it said that it wouldn't get here till after Christmas. And so I prayed specifically. I wanted to give Luke his gift on Christmas Day. So I prayed specifically that God would bring this gift so that it could be delivered before Christmas. So that's a very specific prayer. And we know that the, at what's like Christmas time, it's very busy. And so on this particular Wednesday morning, the Wednesday before Christmas on the Sunday, um, I was 
praying in the morning and I said, God, today I trust you. Every day I start in my prayer journal. You know, the faith, for those of you who are from Northeast, our faith diary, I wrote in that, I trust you for today. And then I said, God, put me exactly where you need me to be when I need to be there today. And so I had a meeting um, unexpectedly at school that morning. And when I went into school to prepare for this, I found that I'd left some things at school. I'd left some gifts that children had given me. And I'd left some flowers that I'd been given because I'd left on the Friday and planned to go back on the weekend and then got busy and forgot. And so I got the flowers and I took out those that were no longer alive and I put them together in a lovely um, bunch and and I... then had this meeting and then I was loading the car to go home and I thought to myself, I really felt that I should, even though I had the next appointment and needed to be go straight away to that, I thought, I need to go home first so that I'll put these flowers so they don't die in the heat of the car. And so I felt urged to do that. So I went home and as I drove in the driveway, right behind me drove in a delivery truck and the guy got out and came and he said, I've got this parcel for you, and sure enough, it was Luke's gift arriving. Now, if I hadn't have been there, he would have taken it away, and I would have had to try and go to the parcel delivery. It wasn't the Australia Post. Parcel delivery place, and hopefully get there before Christmas. So the fact that God put me there right at that time, I recognised that God was absolutely leading me and directing me, answering my prayer for the gift to arrive early. And, and that's just, you know, what I'm saying about that is God is interested in everything, You know, he's interested not in just spiritual things. As Hugh was telling us on Christmas Day, he's part of everything that we do. And then he was part of positioning me to be in the right place at the right time. It happened the next day as well. The next day, I was um, planned to have an appointment uh, at at midday. And at about quarter to 12, I got an email from this person. They said, look, could we put it back to 12.30? And I said, yeah, sure, that's fine. And so... I hadn't done my makeup, so I uh, thought oh, rather than go out and do my makeup in the car on the way, as if you've seen me driving sometimes. <laughs> and so, um, and so I thought I'll sit in the driveway here and do it because I've got time now. There's no rush. I was running a bit late, so I sat in the car and did it. And the next thing, there's a knock at, on my window, and uh, it's a P- Australia Post person, and um, he ca- he came out, and I had to sign for this registered mail. Now this was my marriage certificate because I'd lost my passport and had to reapply for it. I need the passport to come before the end of February because I'm going to Malawi and um, this was cutting it very short in time and so I had prayed to God that this would this certificate would arrive quickly. So he was right there. Right at that moment, if I'd gone to lunch, I would have missed having it. He would have taken it away because it had to be signed for. I had to show my ID and right there at that time he was there. And you know what's amazing? I had cut it quite fine. The guy said, don't ring before six weeks for the passport. They won't answer you. But after that, you could start pestering them. I got a note this week that the passport's on the way. And so plenty of time before I need to go. So this is when we pray specific prayers and and trust God, he answers those prayers and he positions us to be where we need to be so that, and not only that, when we've prayed them, that we then see how God is working. And I honestly, I was so awed by this. I'm thinking, wow, God, you are just working so specifically in my life. And it helps us to be encouraged to pray for those really bigger things, to have faith for those things. James says, we do not have because we do not ask. 
But when we do ask with specific requests and have the faith to believe that he will do great things, then when we do see them, and we will, there's no denying that they come from the hand of God. And it excites us about our relationship with, us, with him. We realise he's there working on our behalf all the time. Because only the power of God could make something like that happen. I love to hear stories about the prayers of others because they inspire me to pray with more faith. Just this week, uh, the Lyons family, and Anne's here today. Anne, it's wonderful to see you here. And um, just this last fortnight, um, Anne has been sick and she's been in hospital. And uh, because of the situation, she needed to have to move into a place where she could be cared for. And so they began praying about this. It's a long process. And um, Prudence's prayer was that she would be able to find a place for her mum to be positioned and set up before she went back to school on the 23rd of January. And uh, so with all that had to happen, that was a big, big request. And so they started praying. Well, on Tuesday this week, just gone, Tuesday... um, Anne was assessed but, you know, for a, an aged care facility. That was on Tuesday. On Wednesday, they rang Maroba to see if they could get the paperwork to, to uh, put her name down on a list so that she could be on the waiting list for a placement. On Thursday, uh, Wednesday afternoon, I think, you can get it specifically from them, but I, I'll try and keep it as accurate as possible. Um, Wednesday afternoon, they get a phone call to say, could they come for a tour on Thursday morning? And so they went Thursday morning at uh, 20 to 12, and by 12 o'clock, they had a place in Maroba. Uh, by Thursday, they could go and f- do all the paperwork, and on Friday, when she had to come out of hospital, she was able to go straight to that care. Isn't that mar- marvellous? I think we should thank the Lord for that. That is incredible. And we praise the Lord for answering prayer. They were big, specific prayers, but he loves Anne, and he cares about her. He loves Prudence and Danny, and he wants them to feel sure and confident about what's happening with their mum. And so, therefore, God hears that and he responds to that. And well ahead of time, the 8th of January today, or was the 6th on Friday, 17 days ahead of time. God is faithful. God is good. But you know, it's not just in the current times. I was reading a story about Martin Luther in the 1500s. He prayed a prayer that was pretty phenomenal. He was the father of the Reformation and he had a man called Friedrich Myconius who was his assistant and he helped him, him in this work of the Reformation in the 1500s. Well, in 1540, Maconius became very ill. He was on his deathbed and he wrote a letter to, his, to Luther, a farewell letter, and he said, the end is near. I love you. Luther wouldn't stand for that and instead of praying a small general prayer like, may the Lord be with you and comfort you, which God would do that. God will answer that prayer. He prayed a massive, specific, faith-filled prayer and wrote this in a letter back to his friend. He wrote, Maconius, I command you in the name of God to live because I still have need of you in the work of reforming the church. The Lord will never let me hear that you are dead but will permit you to survive me. For this I am praying because I seek only to glorify the name of God. Now that's a big and specific prayer. What's even crazier is that Maconius had already lost the ability to speak and he was only hours away from death. 
But when he heard this letter read to him, it engaged his faith and miraculously he was supernaturally healed. He lived for six more years and guess when he died? Two months after Luther. That's how specific this response was to a specific faith-filled prayer by a man who had big enough faith to believe that all things are possible for God. When we learn to pray this way, when we can tap into the power of God, then this will help us to understand how we can see God work in our lives very specifically. And we're going to look at this over the next four weeks. We're going to look at four prayers that Paul prayed. And I'm going to start with one today. He would, the, the sort of the structure of this prayer was this. He would say, I pray, and then he would say what he was praying for, so that, and then he would give the reason around the prayer. So I pray so that. And I think if we can learn from this, then we will be able to see God work in power in our lives and we will be inspired by God to pray on purpose. So the first prayer we're going to look at is found in Ephesians 3. Paul wrote this prayer around the year 60 AD from a prison to the churches in Ephesus. And he started his prayer this way. For this reason... I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Notice he says, for this reason I kneel. You know, our posture in prayer can really speak volumes about our attitude with which we're approaching God. When I kneel before God, I'm acknowledging that I'm weak and that he is strong. I'm showing respect for who he is his lordship. I'm showing reverence to God. And you know, whenever there's something I really want to pray for, then Ian and I often together, we kneel down beside our bed or where we are and we pray. We've done it when Ian found out the news about his cancer, when we had the news on the day when Billy was born and she was put into ICU, into NICU. We In those times when I'm praying for someone that I really want God to break through, I I realise that the only answer to this is God himself who is all-powerful and almighty. And so I kneel before him acknowledging his greatness. I encourage you, try kneeling in prayer to to honour and give acknowledgement to the greatness of God and see how he works in our lives. The verse continues... I pray that out of God's glorious riches, let's stop there for a moment, out of his glorious riches. When Paul is praying here, he's recognising that God, who is the heavenly father, has incredible riches for us, his children. Earlier in Ephesians, Paul Um, wrote this. He said, I thank my God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, with every spiritual blessing from the heavenly realms. In other words, God has already made available to us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. This is the God to whom you and I pray. And when you pray specific, faith-filled prayers, God delights in blessing us his children with every spiritual blessing from his glorious riches. From this place of spiritual blessing, Paul asks that we will be strengthened with power. Why? So that, so he says, I pray 
that you will be strengthened with power. Why? So that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. Here's the pattern. I pray to be strengthened with power so that Christ may dwell in my heart through faith. Now, the Greek word translated for power here is dunamis. And that word is from our, or the word we we derive our English word from that is dynamite, which is explosive, incredible power. It's dynamite power. It's supernatural power. This is the explosive, miraculous power of God that we're talking about here. It's not like human power. It's the power of God, and that's what we're being strengthened with, this dunamis power, with supernatural power. Are you tapping into what's available to you? As I was preparing this message, I really felt on my heart there's someone here today who needs to hear this, someone who's struggling to trust God at the moment. I want to say to you that that God is saying to you, I don't know who it is, but God said you need to say this to whoever it is. There is dunamis power, explosive, supernatural power available to you through the Holy Spirit out of his glorious riches. And if you will call on it, if you will ask him for it, then this supernatural power is going to enable you to trust that Christ is with you, that Christ is for you. And that Christ is in you. Let's continue in verse 17. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I thought it was interesting. Why do we need power to know how much God loves us? Because the truth is we cannot, humanly speaking, naturally understand God's love. It must be supernaturally revealed. Our finite minds on our own cannot comprehend just how much God loves us. Uh, To help you get what I mean, uh, I'll use this situation. You know when someone's hurt you? When someone's wronged you, and really deeply, then how hard is it to turn around and forgive them? How hard is it to forget about that, to have grace in that situation? Now, I'm not saying you don't work through to that, but it's something that is difficult and challenging. Now, if we apply that sort of understanding, our human understanding of love, we love the person even maybe, but it's still very hard and we sometimes even feel like they have to do stuff before we're going to be right with it. We have this whole system that we work out in our human mind of what we'll do and they must do and all of that sort of thing. If we apply that human understanding of love, which is very limited and very frail, to our interpretation of God's love, then we are not going to understand his love at all. That's why we need power the power of God to reveal God's love to us. Without that, understanding of it is impossible. That's why we've, we've dedicated, Luke and Jess have dedicated Billy this morning, all, of par- all parents here, that's why one of the most important prayers you can pray for your children is that God would give them the power to understand how much God loves them. 
When they understand this, then they're not going to be sucked into the temptation to gain approval from the world, but stand strong in the knowledge that God loves them, and that is enough. The battles that people go on because they don't feel that they're approved, but they are so approved. God showed how much he loves us by giving his son. We are so approved by God. We just have to accept him. But we need to understand it and his power will reveal it to us. When this truth overtakes you, suddenly Christianity is not something I do on Sundays. It's the essence of who I am. I am a Christ follower every day, every moment. I have power that dwells within me so that Christ lives in me. His loving presence gives me power which enables me to know how much he loves me. Have you ever met people and wondered, how do they stay so calm in the midst of all of this? Or they've just received a a bad doctor's report and they seem to have a peace about them. How does that work? They've got power. They've got dunamis power, explosive supernatural power because they're living underneath the glorious riches that are available to us through Christ. And they've tapped in to what is available for them in the heavenly realms, believing that God loves them despite their circumstances. I pray, I really do pray that you have power, supernatural power to understand how much God loves you. Your identity is not based on what you have or what you do but on what God thinks about you. And he loves you perfectly and he showed you that by giving Jesus, his son, in place of us so that we could have freedom and forgiveness and eternity with him. I pray that you will have a deep assurance of his love for you, which cannot, we know it cannot be naturally learned, but will be supernaturally revealed. And when you know this, your prayers change. Because you know God loves you. And so you're praying to a God who loves you and, you and his power dwells in you. So you have confidence. You have faith to pray big, specific prayers. And no longer are you going to pray, God, help my kids to have a good day. You're going to pray, God, may my children be spiritual leaders who will be bold in their faith. You're praying specific and big prayers for your children. You're no no longer praying, God, bless my finances. You're praying, God, you've promised me that you're going to give me everything that I need according to your riches in Christ Jesus. So, God, I pray that you will make me generous to be a blessing to those who have needs today because that's how much you will bless me. You pray big prayers. You pray specific prayers. You believe in God who says all things. With me, all things are possible. And then your faith grows and grows and grows because you have the power of the risen Christ dwelling within you. Now, that prayer that we have up there says, I pray that you may be filled with this love so that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So when we know this love, that's when we can be filled with the fullness of God. Imagine that. That's incredible. That is amazing. What a place to be. What a place to live. Paul then concludes, to him who is able to do immeasurably more. In other words, you cannot measure how much he's able to do. It's immeasurable. 
He's going to do beyond what you can measure. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. What's the greatest thing you can picture in your mind? The greatest thing. He can do more than that. What's your greatest dream? He's going to do more than that. What, how? According to his power at work in us. What sort of person has that sort of faith to pray, believing God can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine? What sort of person? Someone who has dunamis power, the power of God dwelling within, within them and who trusts God that he loves them completely and that he will do even the impossible for us. And you know, when God does, we'll want to tell everybody. I was sharing last night with Prudence and Dan and the joy as they shared this story. There were tears, but there was joy because, and, and I said, what, a, what an incredible thing to be able to journey together and share these things together and see how God works. And they said, it's only because God, it's only because God showed up this happened. And I can look back to my life and think over many times. I think about the day that Ian and I met and God said, you're going to marry him. And here's 38 years later. You know, God showed up. It's only because God showed up that that happened. It would have, I can tell you, both of us, it wouldn't have happened except God said it. And so because when God works, when he shows up, Things happen. And you know what happens then? That story. Your story, Anne, Prudence, Danny, our story, your story will be told for the generations to come. Let's pray. Father, I come to you this morning and I pray in the name of your son, Jesus, that you would supernaturally minister your love to every person here today. And God, I pray that out of your glorious riches, that you may strengthen everyone here today with your power, that Christ may dwell within our hearts through faith. I pray, God, that we would receive power to know how much you love us, so that we can be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from you alone. Amen. I want to leave you with a challenge this morning. I want you to pray, I want to challenge you to pray this prayer from Ephesians 3, 14 to 20, if you can remember that, or maybe you want to write it down, Ephesians 3, 14 to 20. I'm challenging you to pray that every day this week, to pray that prayer for yourself every day this week. Who would be willing to do that? Put up your hand. If you, say, I'm willing to do that. You don't have to, but if you'd like to, then those people that put up their hands, I want to pray for you. Let's pray. Father, today I pray that over the next seven days as we seek you for power, that you would release the spiritual blessings that you have stored up in heavenly places, ready to give to us. And we would begin to see the reality of your power in our daily lives. God, I pray for those that we love, that they would have the power to know how much you love them. I pray, God, that we would see a difference in the lives of the people that we love because you are revealing your supernatural love for them. Amen.
I said earlier that maybe there's someone here, maybe there's several people here today that, um, that God wants you to believe him for something very specific and for something big, for something that is humanly impossible. Well, let me encourage you today, access that power, that dynamite power from God to build your faith, to believe the promise, his promise that all things are possible. You know, when those little voices come to you and say, well, I don't think God really cares, or maybe um, God's not going to do this. (laughs) He's not going to do this. Hold on to that promise that God will do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Build your faith on truth that you have the power of the resurrected Christ living in you. Invite the band to come. And I invite you all to stand. There may be someone here today, and I don't want to leave in case there is, that has never experienced this love that I'm talking about, God's love. Not personally experienced. You might have heard about it, but you've never personally accepted it in your heart. You've never experienced this power that I'm talking about. Jesus went to the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, and he died and rose again so that anyone who calls on his name, anyone who calls in his name can be saved, forgiven, and made new. And all it takes is a prayer, asking God. All it needs is for us to pray and ask Him. And so today I'm going to pray this prayer and I'm going to ask you to say it after me. Everybody here, join in together. Those people who already know Jesus and have Him firmly in their heart, support those people who might want to pray this prayer for the first time. Or maybe it's a prayer you need to pray again. But let's do it. Let's trust God. Let's see His incredible power released in our lives and experienced deep in our hearts His love His deep love for us Would you pray after me Heavenly Father I come to you today to give you my whole life I need your forgiveness through your Son Jesus Make me brand new Fill me with your spirit that I would have the power to know you, to serve you, to follow you. My life is not my own. God, I give it to you. Thank you for new life. In Jesus' name I pray. Together.